Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Michigan does not have a lot of toll roads. And in fact, the only actual toll road we have to speak of is our bridges. So you travel from the Upper Peninsula to the Lower Peninsula or vice versa on the Mackinac Bridge, you pay to get across. There's also tolls to uh, take the bridges to Canada and so on. But generally speaking, toll roads not in Michigan. Now, many other states have got them and some of them are quite common. And so in Florida, for instance, toll roads are everywhere. And they have systems now where, of course, they have transponders, a little thing you can put in your car and it checks as you go underneath and takes money out of your account. But also there's a lot of cameras out there. The cameras are all over the place, seemingly. And there's also traffic cameras. We talked about those red light cameras, speed cameras, all kinds of... And so the question becomes, how much of this stuff is watching traffic for safety purposes or for toll purposes? And how much of it is surveillance? And is there really a difference? So the interesting thing here is that um, the USA Today network out of Florida spent six months investigating the state's use of warrantless surveillance on toll roads. This is Dan Glown wrote this for the Fort Myers News Press. And he says that uh, Florida's secretive toll surveillance program, there are five things they found out they should think you should know. So these are the five things. One, like many highways across the country, toll roads managed by Florida's Department of Transportation now rely heavily on all electronic tolling. It's a system that uses automated license plate readers to bill drivers who pass through toll gates without having payment transponders like the Sun Pass in Florida or the Easy Pass across much of the eastern U.S. The technology also powers a surveillance system, alternately called an enforcement list, blacklist, or law enforcement notification system. Police agencies can request the addition of specific plate numbers or transponder signatures to a list, which sends real-time notifications when those vehicles are detected passing through. So the police can contact them and say, we're looking for this car with this license plate. Keep an eye out for it. And, well, the eyes are already out there. And as soon as you go through one of those, it'll pick you up and notify somebody. Such systems can be used for things like flagging stolen cars and tracking down amber alerts, which, of course, would be a good thing. But Florida has no law limiting when or why police can add vehicles to those lists. So there's no rules, no guidelines. They can just add vehicles to the list when they feel like it. And, you know, some people might be fine with that. They might be. To me, it is one of those things that just appears to be too easy to abuse. Second of all, people of Florida have no way of knowing how toll surveillance is being used because the state won't release that information. So we know the cameras are everywhere because we can see them. We know how they operate to some extent because we get tolls by mail, presumably. Uh, And so the question then becomes... What else are they doing? Well, the state won't say. The Department of Transportation repeatedly denied public records requests for a copy of its enforcement list, redacted of any personal driver information. It cited an exemption to Florida's public records law that government transparency advocates said did not apply. And officials ignored requests to mediate the dispute under a program run by the state attorney general's office. So these people at the newspaper contacted the Florida DOT, said we want this information. They said, well, you can't have it. They said, we're requesting it under, in essence, a FOIA request. And they said, nope, sorry, there's an exemption to that. And now they can litigate this. They want to. The question is how far do they want to push this and how much do they want to spend on it. But they actually offered to mediate it using a program run by the attorney general's office. And the state said, no, thank you. We won't do that. 
So officials also refused to answer more general questions, including how frequently cars were tracked, who had access to the data, and what policies governed its use. Do they have policies? And who exactly uses the data? The USA Today Network out of Florida sent lists of questions to departments on August 3rd. Spokesperson acknowledged receiving the email, and a month later, still no response. So we got your email. Thank you very much. (laughs) Number three, privacy advocates told the papers that widespread use of plate reader systems, as well as real-time hot list tracking, pose risks to drivers' civil and privacy rights. Part of the freedom that we think we have comes to the fact that we're not being spied on and watched all the time. That's an attorney with the Electronic Frontier Foundation, a California-based nonprofit that advocates for digital privacy. For many people, they're like, I'm nobody. Who the hell cares about me? But part of what's the case about this kind of routine, ubiquitous surveillance is that they don't have to care about you at first. They just collect as much data as possible and risk who's doing interesting stuff. Ben Stevenson, a staff attorney of the American Civil Liberties Union out of Florida, said without regulations that plate readers can reveal information about people who are not accused of any crime from private homes they visit to the times and location of their doctor's appointments. Detailed information about when and where we travel can paint a picture of a person's life. And that information could be all documented if you're driving up and down these roads with these cameras on them. Uh, Four, in 2015, a state senator filed a bill to limit the use by the state of plate readers. Just put some regulations in place. It would have required warrants for police to use the technology, except in emergencies and for toll enforcement, and restricted how long police could hold on to that data. Law enforcement agencies told legislators that would harm their ability to conduct investigations, and the bill died in committee. The question I never was able to answer in that session was, how do you permit the uses for automated license plate readers, which everyone agrees are useful, such as toll reading and identifying stolen cars, but prevent plate readers from being abused or utilized to increase surveillance? No one answered the question for him. He also said he never received answers about what non-legislative rules existed to govern how to govern how plate reader data was used. So this guy is a state senator, and he asked for the rules and wasn't given any. So they don't know if there actually are rules or not. I don't remember seeing any policies or guidelines, he said. I just remember that people who lobby for law enforcement would meet with members of the committee when it was on the agenda. So they'd meet with them, but they wouldn't tell them about the rules, if any. Number five, unlike placing a GPS tracker on your car and accessing cell phone records, The U.S. Supreme Court has not ruled about police needing a warrant to access license plate reader data. Federal courts have ruled there's generally no reasonable expectation of privacy in public public spaces, a principle that broadly allows police to surveil public areas, possibly infringing on Fourth Amendment rights. In one recent case, the U.S. Court of Appeals, the Seventh Circuit, ruled that police had the right to install surveillance cameras on utility poles to watch the home of a drug suspect without a warrant. The U.S. Supreme Court has not ruled on how the Constitution applies to license plate readers, and outcomes in state courts have been mixed. The Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court ruled in 2020 that police did not violate the rights of a suspected heroin dealer when they added his vehicle to a license plate hot list monitoring bridges to and from Cape Cod. But the court opinion left open the possibility that real-time plate reader surveillance could violate the Fourth Amendment if it was too widespread. If deployed widely enough, 
ALPRs could tell police someone's precise real-time location virtually any time the person decided to drive, thus making the ALPRs the vehicular equivalent of a cellular telephone ping. So one of the things about this is that it is basically a slippery slope. This is one of the best examples of this because my cars have license plates on them. Call me crazy, but my cars are plated. Your car might even be plated as well. So when you go out and you're driving around in traffic, people can see your plate. Oh, look at that plate. And uh, oh, look at that plate. Your plate is visible to the human eye. So if you're driving along and a police officer looks over and sees your plate, runs your plate, uh, I've had people say, Steve, I don't even like that. I think a police officer shouldn't be allowed to just run your plate for no reason. Well, but you got to understand, it, it didn't actually, there was no interaction with you, didn't stop you, didn't question you, didn't detain you or slow you down, simply glanced, saw the plate, and ran it through a system. And I've had people say, Steve, but they're accessing a law enforcement database and, and they're accessing it with no probable cause. With Well, the courts have ruled on that and said that's fine. And if you disagree with that, that's fine. But I'm just letting you know that's what the courts have said. And the courts have basically said it's such what we call de minimis. It's, it's so small. It's, it's approaching no interaction at all. You don't even know it happened. It didn't affect you at all. And so it just happened. But we know the police also now have things they can put on their cars so they can go through parking lots. And without using their eyes, these different devices can read license plates in large quantities and run them through the database, kind of like the way you can run stuff through a computer very, very quickly. So for instance, uh, if you were to go to the parking lot of a big stadium during a football game, you might be able to run thousands and thousands and thousands of plates just by driving up and down the aisles. And some people might say, well, that seems a little bit much. But again, all these cars are in public spaces. They're all perfectly visible. And so this is what I'm talking about being a slope here because the one car with the one police officer running it is one thing, but the one police car running thousands of plates at random, well, those plates are all visible, but it's like a, a massive sweep of the parking lot. The question is, is that wrong? And then I think a step above that is when you start putting license plate readers at intersections, uh, or on freeways, and you start gathering data from all the cars that passed that spot that day, that, of course, would be one further step up the slope. And I understand that having a slope with steps is kind of weird, but here we are. So that, then, is the old dragnet approach to just scraping massive quantities of data because the same way I can tell that your car is in the parking lot of a stadium, there's a good chance you're at that football game. If your car goes through this intersection, I can actually say, oh, your car went through this intersection, so I know where the car was. At this particular time, headed that way. That's a little bit more information. And if I do that for all the cars that pass through, it's kind of like the stadium parking lot, but times 100, times 1,000 maybe. And so you start to see this, and then you realize, oh, wait, they've got a network of these readers all over the place. And so... It's possible in some places where you get up and get in your car 
And if they wanted to, they could track every single place you went that day until you came home and parked your car. And they might not be able to get everything that way, but they can get a lot of it. They can get a lot of it. And so that's the very, very tip of the slope with a horribly mangled metaphor. But you see the difference here. One police officer, his eyes, car, he can see with a license plate. Uh, license plate reader is going through a parking lot. Okay. Then it's, you know, and so at each level of this, it's gathering up more and more information. And I'm not even going to argue and say that every single person who goes through a plate reader is being harmed. That's, that's not really the point here. The point is that there's this potential there. And the potential to do bad with it, the same way that you have the potential to do good with it, is there also. And we've heard stories of police officers, for instance, accessing databases to you know, look at people's photographs. Uh, and there have been some famous examples where a police officer uh, pulled somebody over, got their information, later on went back to the station and looked them up. Just looked them up. Yeah, good-looking woman. I want to find out more about her, you know. And obviously, they got rules to stop that kind of behavior. But are there rules in place to control how all this information is handled and what they can do with it? Who can do with it? You know? And, and the point is that it doesn't appear there are rules. Or if they have rules, they won't show them to anybody. Which leads me to believe there aren't rules. And... I, I can see what the concern is here. So, uh, like I said right now, and again, I'm just speaking to you from Michigan, um, Michigan does have some traffic cameras, but many of the cameras we have simply control the intersections. So if you come up to an intersection at 3 o'clock in the morning and you're the only car there, a camera might trigger the light to change for you, that kind of thing. But we don't have all of these license plate readers for tolls and so on. And um, even like the red light cameras and stuff, I think they're still debating the possibility of doing that here in the state. We haven't got them yet. And the only toll roads I'm familiar with uh, is like the Mackinac Bridge. And you stop and you hand your money to somebody or you go through the Mac Pass, which will record when you went through. I understand that, which direction you're going also. But that's one small bit of information. So here we are. Uh, it's a great story. John and Trocon both sent me. Thanks a lot, guys. Florida's Secretive Toll Surveillance Program, Five Things to Know by Dan Gaughan with the Fort Myers News Press and USA Today. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Perfection is achieved, not when there is nothing more to add, but when there is nothing left to take away.